Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. It's been said by those in the know that the job of a company manager is one of the toughest in the theater. I'm guessing it's fair to say that not many folks outside the business know what that pivotal job entails, including me but we're about to find out. Tracy Geltman began her career at Maine State Music Theater as a company management apprentice before coming to New York and landing her first job on Broadway. And that first job was no small potatoes. She was hired as an associate company manager of the hit musical Hairspray. Her subsequent company management credits include The Band's Visit, which has been hailed as the best musical of 2017, War Paint, which starred Patti LuPone and Christine Ebersole, the Tony Award-winning musical Fun Home, It Then with Adina Menzel, Peter and the Star Catcher, The Addams Family with Brooke Shields, and the long-running musical Rock of Ages. Tracy is also a member of the Association of Theatrical Press Agents and Managers. So, Tracy, welcome, and thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So what's with you in theater? Were you involved with theater when you decided to go to Cutsdown University in Pennsylvania? It's so interesting you asked me that because I was actually thinking about that this morning, and my development and love of theater happened at a, such an early age. I grew up not out, you know, very far outside of New York City. And so very early on, my parents took my brother and I to the theater. My grandparents took us to the theater. And I always loved it. And what intrigued me about it was not just what was happening on stage, but the bigger picture of it. But early on, what you said is so true. Like, what is a company manager and what are those jobs? And so it took me as my love for theater developed to find out what could I do without having any talent. (laughs) (laughs) Without having to be on stage. Without having to be on stage. And how did I find those jobs? So it took a long time to kind of find that path. I knew I loved theater. I knew I had a passion for it, but not when I went to Kutztown and not when I, even as I was graduating, I really wasn't sure what I was going to do. But right at the very end of college is where I sort of found that there could be a path somehow into the business that I just wasn't sure of yet. Well, did you... Act on that, and no pun intended, at college, meaning did you work on college productions? Did you get to do things in the summertime that were theater related? So I had a roommate in college who I actually knew from high school. She was younger than me, but she was a theater major. And so I got was able to by just being in her presence around the theater kids. Mm-hmm. And she was part of a vocal ensemble group that I then staged managed, and I'm showing mm-hmm. air quotes, stage <laughs> managed, because there's not much to do for a vocal group, but I just wanted to be around those people singing. And then a tiny little di- dinner theater opened up in the cornfields of Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I walked in and I said, could I work here? And I served coffee at intermission and I ran props backstage and I had this moment. I, I loved it. I loved just being part of a group of people. And so between that job with the vocal ensemble group mm-hmm. that she was part of and then the small little dinner theater, I was like, oh, there's these worlds are colliding. And it was right at the start where inter, um, internships were coming online. There's a website called Playbill.com, which is the Playbill magazine. Sure. And they had a whole list of internships. And from that, I started doing all this research. Of- Talk about what year this is first. So this is 2002, 2000 okay. to 2002. Okay. Um, and I would sit and I started reading, oh, there's these internships of all these different props, stage management, company management. I didn't really know what all of them entailed. And I started applying for summer stock jobs. I knew I'd be graduating from college. I knew I'd be moving back home Mm -hmm. to the tri-state area. Because you didn't want to stay in Cutstown. Exactly. (laughs) As much as the cornfields were lovely. And you loved corn. Right. (laughs) And by my senior year of college, I was coming back to New York quite a bit to Mm -hmm. see theater. Well, what did you major in in college, just parenthetically? Criminal justice. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yes. 
I did an internship my sophomore year of high school at the Bergen County Sheriff's Department. Which is in New Jersey. Which is in New mm-hmm, Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized being in that environment, it, didn't, it wasn't for me. Um, I learned a lot, saw a lot, uh, saw things and things I didn't want to see. Of and course. I, and I just realized my love for the arts was coming. And I thought maybe law school. Um, I thought maybe I could figure that path out. But this this theater thing was happened. bigger than you, yeah, huh? Yeah, it, it was. And it started happening. And and so I, I kind of just, I really went with it. And my parents were so great that they were like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. We'll drive you up to Maine the day after you graduate college. Was that an internship? I said it was a job. It was an apprenticeship. And so there was a there's a w- wonderful woman there named Kathy Kaczynski, who is just a fantastic mentor as a company manager. And she called me on the phone. I, so I so what I did is I applied to all these internships. I just basically which was for the summer after graduation. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what, what, what the heck? I'll mm-hmm. just give it a try. And I got some responses. And I wanted to make sure they were in, you know, the East Coast and they were equity and they had a great reputation. And this wonderful woman called me and she said, I spoke to your professor who you're, who's managing this vocal group. She's like, I think you'd be a good company manager apprentice. And I said, what is that? <laughs> and she said, well, we deal with all of the hospitality. We deal with all of the travel. We deal with all of the business side of things. You'll make a lot of beds. You'll pick people up at the airport. And I and I was like, oh, okay. Did it seem concierge-ish to you initially? Kind of, but it also seemed like the balance of business and yet the theater and how those worlds were going to collide. I knew something Mm -hmm. seemed interesting about that, and so I literally packed up my college dorm room, room. (laughs) drove up to To Maine, Maine. Uh and spent three months um, in Brunswick, Maine on the campus of Bowdoin College, which is stunning. Mm -hmm. And I found my people. I found this, these professional actors who were putting on shows and a lot of them were coming right from New York from being on Broadway. And I was, I, I was like, oh. So Bowdoin provided regional theater. Through their, their um, theater, the, the actual physical building. So uh-huh. you use their auditorium. And the town embraces all of these gypsies, really, uh-huh. from New York to come in. And it becomes a tourist event for the summer. Um, it becomes part of the community of actors that kind of live there and participate. So it's it's like a summer of three months of theater. Then they put on three, four to five shows in the summer, similar to some of the other summer theaters. But during the course of the school year, then are Bowdoin students performing in that space? Not, they own, this this theater particularly only runs in the summer. Um, so I arrived and it was great, and I and I really was able to learn in a safe environment the things that I had no idea because, like we said, I, I didn't study theater in school. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand the really the workings of the contracts and the things like that. So it allowed me to get my um, street cred and some fanness out. Like I was a fan. I'm still a fan. Yes. But, uh-huh. but when you're in a you safe... You mean you're gushing. Yeah, <laughs> you're gushing. You can gush at an actor in Maine much more so than you can gush at an actor on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can because mm-hmm. now I feel like I have that relationship. <laughs> like with Patti Lapone meeting her for the first Hello. time, you know, you go, <laughs> I'm lo- like, how did this happen to mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, it was a great summer. And from that summer, I met a lot of people who worked in New York, and they helped me find some New York internships. So I got an internship while I was in Maine for New York. So, and like I said, my parents were terrific, and I was able to move back home Mm -hmm. and get paid virtually nothing. And and I spent 
I did two internships back to back. That's how it started. So that's where you cut your teeth. Right. So I worked at a, a company called 101 Productions, 101. Uh, they're managing Dear Evan Hansen right now. Lovely office. And they hired me. Um, they were working on the hit musical Dance of the Vampires starring Michael Crawford. It didn't last very long. <laughs> I was going to say, I go to a lot of theater. Yeah. I don't. I miss that I'm one. I'm sure you did. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was the phantom for, forever. He was. And it know? was his return to Broadway. And what it a was, shame. Yeah, it was. It was. It was an, and it was. But it was for me, it was just that it and it just started and there I was I was I went to an opening night and I was working on Broadway and the office was on 44th street and the you know you were so that that's really how it started and that internship was terrific but it was coming to an end that show was coming to an end and then I went to the office um Frankel Green office and that's where Hairspray was managed the producers and they were just at the beginning of Hairspray had just opened mm-hmm. it was a huge hit the producers was running it was a huge hit and they had a big internship program. And I, I say to Richard Frankel, who ran that company, I said, I got my master's degree from you because uh-huh, uh-huh. they really were just wonderful. So you had your undergraduate in Maine, you know, yeah. and your master's That's degree. A, right. Yeah. Okay. So. And so internships always had a beginning and an end, mm-hmm. right? It would never more than what? How long? Average? Th- three to six months. Three at, to six yeah, months. At most, yeah. And just on a political level, I mean, even though you learned a lot, on the other hand, they're getting stuff done for free aren't they? For me, I I see some of the kids now who are doing internships and I talk to them a lot and it's it's a struggle. If I was very, very lucky that I lived here. Mm-hmm. My expenses were Sure, slow. and your parents were supportive. I, they were supportive. Mm-hmm. I, I see the kids who are selling merchandise at night. Yes, and, yes. And waiting tables and also doing internships in there. I'm, I applaud their passion and their desire, but it is true. It It's a very small industry. I think there's 30 Broadway shows, meaning there's 30 company Many managers. managers. And, uh-huh. So it's a small, it's a small community, but and that's really the only way. It's really such a practical job because there's no way to study it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it really is an on-the-job training kind right. of. Right. So your role as assistant company manager at Hairspray mm-hmm. was your first paying job. It was my first big job in terms of that I got the title. As I interned, I stayed on and I became what's called a management assistant. Mm-hmm. I assisted in the office. And that's paid. Yeah, it was a it was a, a nominal salary that, that I got each week. And I worked in the office and I helped the company managers do all of that. Did you have to join a union? I'm in a union member now. Right. And Hairspray was where I got my union card. Okay. Um, so prior to that, I was a non-union assistant. Mm-hmm. And then I actually went out on tour with the producers, the producers' national tour. I'm I, familiar I, with I the show. The <laughs> the, uh, I got very lucky. Again, timing timing is everything. I've heard that from yeah. a lot of the women I've interviewed. You hate the cliche, right place at the right time, but it's a cliche Absolutely. because it means something. Absolutely. Oh, it was perfect. And as I said, that office was really developing. They had... What's interesting to say is that when a show opens on Broadway and it's successful, it then has multiple companies, mm-hmm. those, the tours, mm-hmm. there's London, there's Australia. And so all of a sudden, the management company becomes the overseer of all of that. So all of a sudden, all these different opportunities happen. And because the producers were so successful, they sent out two national tours. And I was able to then go out. I replaced somebody in the tour. We played glamorous cities like Toledo and no offense to Toledo is beautiful and Buffalo and Rochester and uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah uh, but mm-hmm. that's really really where I got into the weeds of the mm-hmm. day-to-day 
Because at that point, you were not being necessarily an assistant or an associate. You were running the show. Right. I was an associate, but on tour where you're really in the weeds of the day-to-day running with with a terrific company manager who taught me a lot on that tour. So I read an article about women in theater. The title of the article was Company Managers, Women at Work, and it was written by a woman named Dara O'Brien, in which she wrote that company managers are the linchpin of every Broadway production and national tour. And she interviewed five top female company managers. Of course, you were part of them. And I want to talk about you. We're going to now find out what exactly you do. But also, I learned from this article that the company manager is particularly female-friendly. And now somebody might say, well, you know, if you're making beds and doing all this stuff, duh. But I mean, that's so insulting. I guess before we find out why you are the linchpin of Broadway productions, you're going to tell us what it is you exactly do. Let's use The Band's Visit, which is on Broadway now, a huge hit. Mm-hmm. A Day in the Life of Tracy That's Geltman. Right. So I'll start by saying that what what I think is so interesting about the Broadway industry and how it works or, is that each show is its own little startup company. So it has its own bank account. It has its own tax ID, all of those things. So when a producer decides that they want to do a show, they hire a management company. There's many, many. I work for a terrific company right now called Foresight Theatrical. They're running. They have Phantom, Kinky Boots, Miss Saigon. They just do tons of work. I worked for some other terrific offices as well. And so they hire that company to create the budget to hire everybody. And then you need somebody to actually run the day-to-day. So the company manager essentially runs the day-to-day entity of the company. I process payroll. I make sure that the contracts are being followed. I pay the bills. But we also act as a liaison between the producers and everything that they want to have happen and then what's happening at the theater. Remember, I always say that my job would be so boring, except at the end of the day, I get to go and walk in through a stage door and there's a huge production. So every time I pay a bill, Mm -hmm. I go, oh, look, those are the lights we just paid for. (laughs) Those are the costumes. Those are the those are the every time somebody says, oh, you have to sew a patch on a pair of pants. I go, oh, yes, I see that the pants have a rip in them. And so you're also a delegator. Right. Sometimes when I talk about it, I think of it as like a little spider chart, and we sit in the middle, and all these departments surround us, and we just help to make sure that everybody's communicating. Um, We also sit in a lot of marketing and advertising meetings, things that are being implemented in terms of marketing, advertising, ticketing. We then take that information to the box office. We really touch on a lot of areas. There's a lot of human resources that we deal with. So as I said, my hours are in the office. I work about 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the office, running the day-to-day, making sure that the business side is running, wire transfers, bills, banking, accounting, all of that. And then I go to the theater at night, and that's where I sort of become, I'm I'm a voice of the producer. Like last night, uh, we actually still, it's very theater sort of rooted in history. We actually physically hand paychecks out to everybody. So Thursday's the day that you really touch every human in the building. And, you know, you're checking in, how are you doing? What's going on? We have some big press events coming up. So making sure that the the band was aware of the scheduling for that. You must oversee a staff. Of one. Meaning? For me, as, as a company manager, I have one. But yes, there is about 150 people on the payroll that run the show every... Who report to you. Then you, in turn, report to the producer. In, in a way, yes. In a way, yes. Like, we have a wardrobe supervisor who runs the wardrobe department. Right. She would come to me. Any, any, You're correct. Any dollar that would get spent or any scheduling thing that would get would come through. Everything comes through our office. But the small example that you used about the pair of pants needing a patch, that's coming to you, for example, as opposed to the wardrobe supervisor? It would go to the wardrobe supervisor 
she would enact it, but let's say it needed some extra cost. She would then come to me and say, you know, I need some extra fabric. So my point being that your finger is in every pie. That's exactly correct, right. Wow. So you're clearly not coasting at this job. Okay, so continue telling me about a day in the life of. We have um, an event on the horizon coming up, and uh, it's going to involve costumes and the band. So I was helping sort of figure out the costs and the logistics of that. There's a couple of quirky things about that. So we're looking through that. We are looking at some new sales strategies. So my colleague and I were looking at when we want to make sure that the box office is aware of some of the pricing changes that we're looking into. Our accountants come in the office Friday, so we'll we'll finalize our financials for this week. And then it's really, there's a lot of marketing advertising. We have a beautiful it's called a page buster in the New York Times today. So um, a great size ad that we it's brand new artwork. So I'm excited to sort of see what that looks mm-hmm. like in print. Um, so there's just a lot of sort of the running of the company, making sure that everything is kind of moving forward. Do you attend every performance? My colleague, and I have an associate company manager, right. and one of us is at every single show. And what we do at the theater is we check in with the stage manager. So another pivotal person to the running of the show is the stage manager. Mm-hmm. And they're really responsible for... See, I always say I don't – I do everything except when it comes to crossing, getting onto the deck of the stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once You're they, in the wings, Once you they cross – yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Once they go on to the footlights and once that You're happens, waving goodbye. I say, enjoy the stage. I'll be Break back Break a leg, here. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly right. And so the stage manager – is responsible for making sure that the, the actual performance runs. But of they're, course. But they're also managing the building. So check in with stage management, check in with the stars of the show, see what's going on, check in with everybody. And then the other big part is signing off on the financials. So each performance closes its financials each night. And the treasurer of the, the theater, who's the box office, runs the box office, and I sign off that says yes this came in. The financials, I guess, would be based on audience, correct? correct. Ticket sales. That's exactly right. How many people... How many humans... Or how many empty seats, it's you exactly know. exactly right. Mm-hmm. And we're very lucky we've been sold out, so it's a very easy sign, yeah. which is yeah. terrific. And so we sign off on that. And then once that is signed off on and we send the numbers, we just let the producers know how we did, then essentially I'm off for the night. So it's about the half an hour into the performance that usually takes. That's a long day for you. It's a long day. And especially on a Wednesday, which is a matinee day, and then are you obligated to be there on the weekend too? Yes. I, so you don't have much of a life there. I mean, off, you know, <laughs> outside spans, the theater. The That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Were there any kind of crazy stories to share about live performances or what about working with a great like Patty Lupone or being yeah. with Hairspray? Do you have, you know, interesting anecdotes oh, to share? Oh, it's, am- it's wonderful. I feel like every week there's something that happens. So the tech rehearsal process, so what happens is when the show is beginning they we rehearse and it spans long hours and there was a moment where patty and christine were standing center stage and in they were war paint in war paint yes and they were lighting around them and they just were started to just tell stories and truly the whole room who was, was supposed to be working everybody just kind of got silent because it was just watching them banter and do or be playful it's it's wild mm-hmm. and you go Oh, right. I'm still a fan. Now, we have to work and we do a lot, but but that is incredible. And if then did an out-of-town tryout, it was right as an e- Dina Menzel, who's the voice in Frozen. Mm-hmm. So she is let it go. We, right. Now, I'm a fan of Adina's from Rent. When she and was, Wicked. And Wicked, of mm-hmm. course. And so, again, fans of hers. 
But what was so amazing for us is we went out of town to Washington, D.C. To, to try the show out of town right as Frozen was starting. And even though she was a superstar, we watched this thing happen to her. And it was amazing. And she was we just watched how that happened to her. And then I'm, we all remember the, uh, I think it was the Oscars where John Travolta messed up her name. And we were in tech during that time. And so she went off to, to go sing at the Oscars. And then she came back and we all applauded her return on stage. And so those moments really fuel as the long hours are hard. Mm-hmm. Where it, the job is, is not glamorous. You have to be very, I say this to some of the young company managers, um, and I don't mean it to say that we're the workhorses, but you have to really use these little moments to propel you through because most of the job is Can not be a exciting. Drudge. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Tony Awards happen every season, and there's this dress rehearsal that happens in the morning of the Tony Awards. And you walk into Radio City Music Hall, and that's what keeps keeps you that through never it. gets tired, right? For or me, old. it hasn't. Mm-hmm. It really hasn't. And I say every year they sucker me back in. Yeah. I go and and I and I experience that. So you know, it's hard. And all of that, but there is some really, I mean, it's it's theater. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's got this this allure about it. But on the other hand, it must be difficult to work with divas, male and female. Have there been moments you m- might have thought to yourself, who needs this? <laughs> who needs this? You know, I think I think to a point, and then you realize what they have to do. And I don't want to I don't want to sound like it's all rosy, but sure, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. there's difficultness. You know, these theaters are very old, and in order to make the theaters some of the dressing rooms presentable. We do a lot of work sometimes. We we did war paint at the Niederlander Theater and the costumes were huge and the the needs of, of for Patty and Christine to, to live not only live in their space but have their costumes and all that was was tricky and they knew what they wanted. I have to say I've I've been very, very lucky that I have the stars that I've worked with who have just been fantastic. They really have. I mean, and they have to go out there and stand center stage and sing, but I've been very lucky in my relationship, and I've developed beautiful relationships with them. So um, maybe there's just that hype that's not necessarily accurate because it's just, oh, you're working with these, again, these divas who are sure. so demanding yeah. and whatever, and obviously that hasn't happened to you. Yeah, there are stories, and mm-hmm. everybody in the theater is theatrical. That's one thing <laughs> right, I'll, I'll right. say. I say this to my to my mom sometimes who because I try to, you know, try to explain to anybody outside our business mm-hmm. what it's like to work with theater people. Theater people, they like themselves, right? And actors are very self-involved in that, but it's my job to to help support to get them on stage. I And I say this, I don't ever want to be responsible for somebody's not being taken care of enough to then have to go out in front of a thousand people and do what they have to do. Mm-hmm. That you want to clear that path for absolutely. them. There should be no roadblock from to, that. Absolutely. Yes. I don't want mm-hmm. you to worry that you're in an uncomfortable situation so that you can't go on stage. Then it would stand to reason on some level that that's why this is a female-friendly job, that, you, that women just in our nature, yeah. in a way, that's is it maternal? I think I manage that way. I mm-hmm. think so. It's interesting that you say about women because the last company that I worked for was all uh, women run. Women, and now I'm working for an all male company. And yet the staff is pretty diverse, which mm-hmm. is nice. But yeah, that's interesting. I, I guess I it's interesting that that's in there because I don't I didn't think about we actually had a um, company manager gathering. I guess if I looked around, there are a lot of women really running. Have you ever felt in quotes abused? I have not. You I've have been, not. I have mm-hmm. not. I have been 
so supported in my in my career, and I've worked for some terrific men and some terrific women. But mm-hmm. I've been very so. I've been even so, at this stage in your career, as hard as you work, it's still a labor of love. Absolutely. Yeah. Explain this to me. The show, The Band's Visit, which I saw and absolutely loved, and they helped for a long run, right. obviously. Do you stay for the duration, or do you get hired out to something else? How does that work? Great question. It depends on the manager. Some managers really like being in what's called production, mm-hmm. really the opening of the show, that, that fast pace where you're working crazy hours and you're opening the show. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them will open those shows and then and then move on. The company manager of Wicked, wonderful woman named Susan, she's been on it since the beginning. Which is a long time. Which is a long time. Because I saw that when it first opened, and that's eons ago. It's, I think it's at 15. I'm going to misquote, but there's something okay, about it. Okay, but it's double it's a digits. Long time. Yeah. And she had done a, t- a ton of shows, company managed shows that we have to remember, too, that not every show runs. So sometimes you get on a string of shows where they open and close and open and close and open and close, and mm-hmm. you're kind of... Through no fault of yours. yeah, Right. And so you're very tired by the end. And so she got on Wicked and she's been there and she runs it and she loves it. It's a huge entity to run. I know the gentleman who's on Phantom has been there for, I think, about 12, 15 years now. Young guy, but he started there and he's still running and he loves it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been lucky that most of the shows I've done, I've stayed through the end, but they've really run two years. War Pain, I did leave early because the band's visit started. And Explain that to go oh, from sure. you had this gig at War Pain, mm-hmm. and then did your company say, we would like you to go to the band's visit? That was not your choice. So this one was, there's about 10 general manager offices that do what, that run the shows day to day. And as company manager, essentially independent freelance, I should say. Okay. So we can go from office to office. Mm-hmm. So there are some managers that have spent their careers doing, touched a lot of offices. There are some that maybe stay at one. Mm -hmm. I was at a company called 321 Theatrical Management, which is where I did the last five shows prior to the band's visit. Mm -hmm. But we're all friendly. It's a very small industry. And one of the gentlemen who worked at Foresight and I had been talking and versus with the company I'm at now, and he mentioned that there was a show coming up. And I had only heard such amazing buzz about the band's visit. And the opportunity presented itself that I was offered the job and it was a very hard decision. It was very hard to Because leave. you were leaving where? Because I was leaving War Paint. War Paint, I was you said leaving, yes, right. And I was leaving the office that I had just done the last five shows mm-hmm. at. And I, oh, so you were going to be, yeah, trading home offices exactly. or whatever. And it, uh-huh. was, it was very hard. It yeah, was, like a divorce, it, maybe. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really felt, you know, you, you, you start to grow and love the people you work with. Mm-hmm. But I felt just personally it was time to try something new. Mm-hmm. And I knew I needed to just see what it was like. I had... My career was at an office for a long time, and then I spent a long time there. I thought I should see, always have more to learn, but I knew that. So um, so that was hard. Um, Patty Lapone actually was really great because she was such a fan of the band's visit. Mm-hmm. She was very kind. The producer of the show, who I had done two shows with, he was very, very supportive. They were very kind to me, and so I went and did this. So now I'm, you know, I had to go find where the pencils were in the new office. Yeah, it's you, starting from scratch yeah, again. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. You get into uh-huh. the office and you go, oh, the, the, the nuts and bolts of the job are the same, but how do I make a photocopy? <laughs> <laughs> and now as I'm getting older, now I have to ask the young kids, how do I do this? Yeah, what do I... <laughs> right, 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 right. Is there a difference being a company manager, and I'm sure there must be, between a musical and a non-musical? Same root of the job, but uh, the musicians add a larger there's just more employees yeah so yeah. A musical adds more a play is interesting because you have a lot of times it's a star 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 driven right. experience 
So that changes. Anytime you have a star that mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. that becomes a big focus, takes a lot of that shift goes to that. And it depends on how the length of the run is. A lot of plays are limited run. Oh, Hello on Broadway, which was a quirky play that I did in the fall was the first Oh, excuse me, I know Peter and the Starcatcher was a play. That felt like a musical too, but uh, just different. Mm-hmm. Just a different different size theater. Mm-hmm. The theaters are usually smaller with a mm-hmm. play. What is it like, and have you ever done a one-person show? John Lithgow is on oh, Broadway yeah. and has been on Broadway with a one-man show. Is that easier? It's interesting. I've not done a one-person play. Oh, Hello was a two-person play. Mm-hmm. But the two-person play has a wardrobe person and a stage manager and all those people. Um it's certainly easier in the in the magnitude of mm-hmm. of it. Sure, I think so. Um, I guess it depends. I hear John Lithgow's the nicest guy in show business, so I'm sure that's a wonderful job. Um, but I guess if you're doing a one person show with somebody who might not be, it could be tricky. And is you know if it's selling tickets and um, but yeah, I would imagine that the the smaller they are, the the easier they are. And I guess on some level too, that a lot of it's out of your control because something may be coming to Broadway that's getting you know tremendous hype. I mean, it's a business, and it doesn't. Yes. Sometimes these plays don't fly. It's uh, it's tough. Absolutely, that's the thing. It's that going out of town, coming in. If it works, great. And if it doesn't. Yeah, they go away. How did you feel about going on tour? Did you like that? Would you like to do that more? Or is that just, you know, too, not too old because you're not old, but, you know, is it just, nah? Uh, I think I'm, I think it was a great moment in time mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I was glad to have yeah, had the opportunity. I, I worked for Toledo notwithstanding. Exactly. <laughs> I worked for a great company manager. His name's Bruce Cagle. He's a great guy. He's been in this business for a long time. And he told me I was all of 23 when I went out on that tour great actors too and I remember Bruce saying to me he's like you'll never feel this again to be on the hit show it just when I was a class act tour and uh he said I don't you know you're not going to see this again and I think he just meant sold out houses a-list cast you know and and all the shows that are out now are terrific like I know I have some friends out on tour and I think the touring market is amazing and what they do I've kind of missed it I it was a great experience I loved every part of it and now I've come back to New York and my my career's in New York and the and the road has such interesting rules and 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 things that I just um I don't even know if I'd feel comfortable at this point doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, plus I like being home I like New yeah, York. yeah 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 and I think it's also um, like a you know being in a comfortable shoe I mean yes. you have a lot on your plate yes. on a daily basis but the fact is that maybe you don't need that other part yeah. of the aggravation and there are know. some there are some company managers who are make their career on tour and are just really so excellent at it mm-hmm. um, I know the gentleman who did the fun home tour He's based out of Chicago, and he's just a touring guy, and he's just—he—it's in his bones. Mm-hmm. He knows it mm-hmm. really well. But it's such a cool—it's such a cool thing if you experience one. I, I mean, I was so glad that I experienced it. Traveling the company and the trucks loading into the theater, and every week it's a new space. And Tracy, as you look back, it just must be so wonderful for you because there was that focus back then, and you weren't exactly sure where it was going to take you. And look where you landed. And not that you wake up every day and say, "Oh, I can't believe this," but it's clear that you have a passion, a love that hasn't diminished. It's wild. It's wild. It's such a beautiful industry. And I know it's such a great community of people. You know, we can go out to a restaurant. There's about four places where basically every night you can go and find the people of the community. Mm -hmm. And there is a thing where I wake up and I go, oh, I overnight I I have experience. And Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I've, I've been through that. And I was 
with a show that won a Tony Award. And it's, it's a really fascinating thing to, to be part of. And I will say that the people who, my bosses, the general managers, the producers, they still have a passion for it because they couldn't, I don't think you could do it if you didn't. And it's not just, I want to make money. I mean, it's yeah. so much more than that. If the stakes are high. The passions are high. I think you really have to want to be part of this crazy world. That's exhilarating. And that's kind of a great way to end, you know, to, you know, on a very positive note. And here you are, kind of living the dream, right? I think so. Absolutely. That's so great. Thank you, Thank you so much for Thank joining you. me. Thank you. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. Everybody.